Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 184. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hello, folks. I'm excited to be here, excited to have a show, excited for you guys to listen. <laughs> you, uh, you uh, didn't know what to say after the second line, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> hey, you know the deal, Real Talk. We're just here to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Somewhere in the description of this show and or podcast, you will see a link. The link is www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Follow the instructions, go down to the bottom of the page, submit a question or article or thought you have about Christianity if you want something answered, whether you're a Christian or not. Maybe you just feel uncomfortable asking someone in person. Um, maybe you never had a chance to. Maybe you're not connected to a church right now, but you want to, to get some answers. Well, you can use that little questionnaire and submit it. It goes into our database completely anonymously. Anonymous. Couldn't find you if we tried. Nope. Um, genuinely. And we will answer that. Um, we have answered every question. Okay, that is, and I guess I shouldn't say that, maybe one slipped through, but I'm pretty sure we've answered. You've answered it's, over, pretty sure over 2,500, is that what I said? Wow. Yeah. I think you said we're approaching 3,000. Yeah. So, wow. join in the fun, join in the conversation, and get real. Real talk. Real people. Real talk coming for you. This is my jingle. <laughs> this is my jingle. Wow. Oh. Okay, he's yeah. You'd have to add them all up. He, I did not know what just happened. I thought that whole. Did, like if somebody's broke, watching the video, you would have uh, saw that. I thought he was saying that out of like the podcast, like something crashed, <laughs> and that's why my. You're gonna look in this one. This is edited later, and go. Why is Todd just so afraid? And that's why. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so we got a lot to uh, to dive into here. Yes. But before we do, AJ. Yes. I think you have a big update for the folks at home. Listen, y'all, AJ's three months of madness. We have $430 donated. We just need 70 more dollars, and you guys get to see my hair with uh, frosted tips in it. I want it that way. That's boy band. So, invite a friend to donate. If you haven't donated yet, consider it. Because we're so close, guys, and Ooh, everything's no going back chance. into this ministry, into real talk, and it's exciting. It is. <laughs> what were you, what, what you singing? <laughs> I was just doing every boy band song I could think of. That's awesome. For some reason, I always remember this one by 98 Degrees that wasn't even famous called Una Noche. I think I think you played this for me. in the time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, Who's going to do that? You're going to have it professionally done it or someone in the church? So, that's actually been up for debate. We did actually reach out to a few places, and they weren't sure if they were going to like, if they wanted to be. Who's that? Uh, it was. Like well, hair places? Yeah. Oh, you're going to have, a, you're going to see if they'll donate it or what? Uh, we were going to kind of try to do like a sponsorship thing, but they didn't really seem like super like interested. I don't know. What lame. Oh, Lamos. <laughs> but you explain to them how much reach we have? Yeah. And they don't care. I guess not. So. That's embarrassing for them. <laughs> so. I'm serious. Yeah, it is. You're so. a local hair person, and you don't want to take the opportunity to get some like big-time advertising in your community? Yeah, because we were actually going to advertise it like live. Like We were thinking about going like on putting it on live, too. Oh, maybe that's why they didn't want to. Mm, they're, could be. they're afraid of like being on mm, TV. They could be. Yeah. So. I thought you were just at, giving like ad space. Mm. Have you Which, considered selling ad space to them? We could do ad space, uh, yeah. And the alternative, though, mm-hmm. was uh, we have a couple of ladies here from the church that would that were willing to do it. So, mm. okay, yep. <clears throat> well, there you go. Either way, I still think it'd be it'd be it'd be outrageous to do it. Like, if we got alive. ten thousand dollars, I'll go bald, bro. You better be careful. 
they, they donate for hair and like removing it. No, ten thousand dollars, man, and it only is going to last one week. This offer, it's not going to happen. You got listen, guys. We got one week to raise ten thousand dollars <laughs> for Todd to go bald. Dude, so, my hair's all I got going for me. What, what, big if, trouble. what if it happened? What if we actually raised ten thousand? I would do it, but I honestly would hate myself. <laughs> I think I'd wear hats, like try to be a stylish Dude, I'd hat. I'd wear hats all the time yeah. too, because I couldn't handle it. Oh, you have to. It's it's cold here in Indiana. We oh yeah, snow it is cold. You have to wear a hat. I would that, never that be used to. That. I have very thick oh, hair. Yeah. Yes, me too. And I couldn't imagine having that cold air hit my scalp. Anyway, some rich guy comes on. He's like, oh, ten grand. Oh, petty here, cash. Here you go. Go bald <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> 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 Halloween. Anyway, <laughs> trick or treat. Trick oh, for man. you. I'm just continuing. Anyway, anyway, that's cool. So shout out to our donation givers. Do you know, my friend, and I bet you don't, okay. if anyone else has, has joined the Real Talk Real Club. Last I checked, I didn't see anybody. <laughs> last time I checked was last week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so about a big shout out to our members of our, <clears throat> of our VIP club, which is $30 a month. That is Sierra. And Triple B himself, yeah. Triple B. Greg, you Thank guys you, Greg. are going to be getting your sweatshirts within the next two weeks. So make sure you put that down. All right. Um, and I already told you what it is this time. I wish I hadn't. So you're getting sweatshirts, and then the month after that, something else. Um, it won't always be sweatshirts, but uh, these first one, it's going to be something special. You know, we want to get you something special. Oh, absolutely. It's exciting. Yeah. So we'll be getting a hold of you about your sizes and such um, because you've given us your contact info. If you want to join the VIP club right now, use the link at www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk. Put your contact info in there because we need your address to mail you stuff, your email. And also go down, go to www.theremnant.live slash give. Make your donation. Then use that link earlier, www.theremnant.live slash give. I'm sorry, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk, and let us know, and uh, of course we'll see it in yep. the records, but let us know immediately, give us your info, and you too will get exclusive behind-the-scenes material, shout-outs, and merch every single month, something we different. Got a, we got a good exclusive content right before the show started that, we're gonna, that I'm going to put it together. Really? Oh yeah, that was hilarious earlier. Which part? Oh yeah, the wind. Yeah, actually, we got to do that too. Too late. We got to get that, man. We got to get that sent to them. Yeah. Well, so we'll need your email and stuff too to send you that behind the scenes stuff. Um, you can't write. But some of it's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty odd. Funny, deep. All the good stuff. Because oh, you have a lot of stuff still, right? I you still have. I, cuts? I, yeah, I've yeah. made some cuts yeah. here and there. We've got some stuff for sure. All right. Well, you. Yeah. Okay. Me no talk good. Also, update on the questions we've answered if this is correct um there could be questions that have been asked outside sure. of things and there's also there, we don't keep track of all the questions we're asked on real talk live sure which uh, would be but this more. is through the database uh there has been 2540 questions Dude, asked. you're spot on with 2500 well done <laughs> yeah all right that's that that's me that was all the right. best reaction ever so there we go. Thank you guys so much. Plus, there's plenty of other givers, like we said. Those are just our VIPs. We've got Mandy. We've got – we had the whole list last week. Yep, we have got Mad Max. we got Kelsey's given before. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin. I mean, Austin. Love him to death. <laughs> love him to death, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Krista. Krista, we miss you. Hey, miss nice. you, Krista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, that's that's the. I think, cool, we, I think we covered the whole list. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Why do I repeat everything I say? Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I was reading something that came out weird. Are you ready to roll, my friend? I'm ready to roll, Because man. first and foremost, we've got something important to say. Hmm. What's going on with you? What's going down in the, in the neighborhood? What's up? AJ Street. AJ Street is going real well. Nobody yeah. has crashed today. And now I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's a pretty good rhyme at the end there. Huntoon is looking at us with disgust, which we know means this has gotten weird. Listen, man, this is like our musical episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. What's going down on AJ Street? For real. Um, so, I've actually, my Bible reading is still awesome, man. You know, I, I've, I've wanted to just keep people updated on that because it really is awesome. And for those of you who, who are Christians listening to this who read the Bible, which you should if you're a Christian, um, I, I encourage you guys to read the Bible like one section at a time because it has seriously changed my outlook on how I read and like how awesome, I'm impacted, man. man. You know, I'm still in Acts, and, you know, I got to read, uh, you know, Saul was just introduced. Uh, it's funny, man, because your message actually this last Sunday covered a lot of exactly really? where I was at. Mm-hmm. You talked about Stephen, and you oh, talked, yeah. yeah. That's where you were? <laughs> yeah, and then you even mentioned Paul coming in when he was first Saul and um that's exactly where I'm at and it's just so cool so like that that was really like encouraging for me like I was like oh this is this is like really cool to hear a message about exactly where I'm at in the Bible so that was really cool um so just been reading reading in Acts and man it's just the Acts church is just so um it's hard to even put a word on it man because it's just so different and it's so you know you when you compare it to what church has become today, um, it can make me sad because I'm like, dude, those people were just so loving to each other. And then just, you know, every day they grew. And it's just they so really convicting. Yeah. So convicting that they, they were just literally growing every day. Their numbers were just being added. And it's like, man, how is it that <clears throat> we started there and we, we've ended up here, you know, and I know sin sin has a part to play in that. I know I, my own sin has a part to play in that. But there's also like... I know that I often forget the power of the Holy Spirit and the fact that I'm a transformed per, like person. Like, you know, I found Jesus and, and I'm changed. And I think that I buy into the lie that I haven't changed or like I'm just, mm. you know, I'm just the I same person who's just now it goes to church or, you know, or whatever. And like, it's not true, you know. And I think that one of the one of the other things I've been trying to think through is like that it's okay for me to it's okay for me to like think that I'm transformed. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like for some reason I've, I can feel guilty for thinking like I'm different than what I used to be or, or I have changed. And I think, you know, it's that, that culture of self-hatred that still seeps into me and like, you know, <clears throat> and it makes, it makes me like stay where I'm at. It makes me complacent instead of growing. And, you know, then there's also another part of me. It's interesting. So I, I have that part of me. And then I also have the part of me that looks back at to where I was, and I feel like I've, you know, you've talked about backsliding recently in one of your sermons, and I can, I can almost get caught up in Same. thinking, yes, and I can get caught up in, like, thinking, like, man, I've just backslid into, like, the beginning, and, like, I know that's not true, but I can feel that, and, like, mm. you know, mm. we actually had a really good talk at men's group, 
uh, towards the end of men's group this last Sunday that really had me thinking, you know, uh, one of our guys, Luke, um, he had brought up the idea of uh, you, when you play like a racing game and like say you like get your best lap on it and then it has like a phantom version of it and you try to catch that phantom car. (laughs) Big Lukey. Yes. He was talking about that. And, yeah. and his, his initial point he made with it was a little different, but it made, made me think, think about yeah. myself. And, and I was like, man, that phantom car is what I feel like I've been trying to chase. And that phantom car is that AJ that I remember from like 2019. And that's what I told him. Mm. I was like, that phantom car is like 2019 AJ. And what happens is I, get, I, I, end, I tend to get obsessed or I get sad that I can't catch that 2019 best lap. I can't do it. But then what I realized is that maybe that 2019 AJ might have had that lap, but 2022 AJ, like, like there's no point in looking back and trying to chase that ghost. It's past, you know, like I, I'm different. And so it's like 2022 AJ can't get that best lap because he's just so focused on that, on that phantom that he can't, he can't make himself a new best lap. So like, I hope that makes sense. But, um, And that's hard for me because, you know, I'm naturally a, a sentimental person. I'm naturally too, a person who looks back too. instead of forward. So um, for me, it's like, I guess one thing I don't know is how to healthily reflect on life without having it, like, cause me to stumble in my forward progression now. It's hard for me, and I don't know how to fully do it still. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't even know. Fully do it is the right word. I just don't know if I know how to do it at all. How to do? Okay, can you clarify what you mean with that? Like, how to do what? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to healthily reflect. Oh uh, yeah. Back yeah. and look back without feeling that stumbling now. Yeah. And I just yeah I I I feel like I'm realizing that I don't know how to do that because if I think about it, then it does cause me to like fall back, and it does cause me to just. Um, is it just bad things or also like good things? Like you'll sit in the past of like good memories. It tends I mean? to be it tends to be bad, but there is some good mixed in there. Yeah. Or like you know, or I can think about times where I was like courageous then, and think about like why can't I do that now? Oh, that's more of a negative. But negative, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So it's more comparing yourself to that. Yes, yeah. it's comparing. Dude, yourself. I get that a hundred percent. And it's hard because then I'm like, dude, like I don't know, like. And that's where, like, this weird, like, I, something rubs up against my brain because I'm like, I know I used to be able to do these things, so I can now. Or that's just what I, I believe when I know I, I can because I used to be able to. So then I think that's where that phantom comes in where I'm like, this phantom car that I'm trying to chase, mm-hmm. I'm chasing it because I know I could do it. But you've done it, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, part of me goes, is that bad? But I also think, yes, it is because it's causing me, I'm, fo- I'm focused on that so much that I'm missing now. I'm missing what there is, you know, yep. what, yep. What, what opportunities are lying in front of me now instead of, like, focusing on, <clears throat> yeah, instead of focusing on the now, I'm focusing on then. Yeah. And so it's just hard because <clears throat> I, know, I know, like, it is good. I know that it is good to, like, reflect and look back and see things, but, like, for me, and that could just because of myself, my own self hatred that I tend to have, that it, it can be unhealthy. So for me, I I don't want to just stop not looking back because I think that's good in some cases. But I don't know. Maybe it's not for me until I get to a different place. You know, I don't I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm 
trying to think if there's anything else. Sorry to ramble. No, dude, it's not rambling. I think it's good, and I think I relate to it. I relate to some of that for sure. Yeah. I think Um, for me, I kind of tend to, like, compare times to better times in the past. So I look look on the past with rosy glasses and say, man, I was happy then, or, like, I had my whole life ahead of me. You know, high school football season is interesting. You know, sometimes I feel like that guy who lived, you know, peaked then or whatever but you you look at it and I'm like god it was so much fun it was so free and I had friends and like family was close like everything was seemed better and I know I know like there's part of me that knows like this just happened my my high school's doing really good my old high school like they are yeah they're killing it undefeated QB's 25 in the state yeah you saw that he's fifth in the state he's fifth in the state he has 25 TDs that's what it is wow unbelievable um only a junior Anyway, um, yeah, man, I mean, so now I was like, man, how cool is that for them? And then I just, it took me back, dude. And instead of like, and I don't know, even good memories seem bad because they make me sad. And I think that's, I don't know, I don't know, is that normal for all of you out there? When you think of good times in the past, do you get sad or do you get happy? Because I get sad. Me because, too, man. Because I'm not in it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it isn't just high school. It's other things too. Yeah. But, and it's like... Because those times were so much better, and it's now I there's part of me that's like okay when I was in it though, it's like that you didn't think that yeah dude it's like that saying, you know from the office there's probably somewhere else too I wish that I knew like I wish I I knew I was in the good old days when I was in them something like that you know yes it's like and that's 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 where that's where I can get confused too man because I go like did I like during those times in the past like. Is it okay to like categorize those times as better, or or were they not actually better? It's just because we we were younger, you know, or because the passing of time tends to do that. Like I I don't know. I don't know if that is. Like, was it really better, or was it? You That's know? what I think. But I found the quote real quick. Yeah. I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them. Man. And that's how it feels. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, on. you're fine. And it's like. I don't understand, like, is it, is it bad to categorize those times as better because it makes you not look at the times now in a, in a better light, you know? But I also understand you talking about looking at it through a rosy, you know, yeah. the, the rosy lens because I do that a lot with, like, past relationships or, like, past friendships. Like, I tend to look at those things and go, oh, yeah, here's all those good that I miss. And then you'll be like, bruh, <laughs> like, it wasn't as good as you thought. You know, or there was there was hard times in there that you're forgetting about. And, you know, and that's not even to, like, make light of, like, you know, bad times. But, like, it's still, you're right. We tend to only look at the good, you know. Or I could, you know, I could use you. I like, do it both, but, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Different times are bad. Because I mean, I'm stuck in my past sins and stuff sometimes, too, so I get it. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. It's just a weird place to be in because I'm, like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm chasing this ghost, but, like, and it's affecting how I'm moving forward now, you know. So I don't know, man. It's a weird place to be in, and I'm, if I'm honest, I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> so, well, I don't, know how to, I don't know, man. It's uh, maybe yeah. that's just a natural part of life that you have to deal with. I, I don't know. Well, and the thing is, then it's going to lead to nothing. You you spend so much time living in the past that you miss the moment, and then you realize you don't have as much time left. I dude, that that is me entirely because I, I talk I talk about it like 
I was 18 me. yesterday, <laughs> graduating high school. Now it's almost 10 years later. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. And the time just went away like that. And it only gets faster is what I'm told. So, uh, Yep, I can attest to that. <sighs> I don't like it. <laughs> no, I mean, that, even that makes me... I've literally, I think I told you this, last, not all the time, but a few last few months, I've randomly, like, that place where you're almost about to fall asleep, and I always realized how many years, if I'm lucky, I have left, and I wake up in a panic. And I'm going, oh my gosh, dude, another day's gone. Another day is gone. Whew. I had a thought the other day, and I was talking uh, to someone about this. It's like, I had the thought of, like, death. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you think about that moment, that you're going to come to that moment, right? Gosh, Even if you're, if you're blessed enough to be old, right? And what, mm-hmm. like, the thought of that is so terrifying. Now, and everybody's like, well, I thought you know where you're going. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that, I mean, the thought of that, man, is just overwhelming. It is. And, the, and do people that are elderly live in the awareness of that? Or is it just like us where they know it's coming, but they don't think about it, you know, daily? Kind of makes me wonder if it, if it would if it would put you in like a place of anxiety if you thought about it. So it makes you wonder if they don't. I know, yeah, but like for me, I'm not gonna be able to control that. That's true though. And like when I think about dude, I I love this conversation. I hate it. it makes me sad. <laughs> I, I love it and hate it at the same time, because when like what you said, like that moment, man, when that time has come, like I think it's so scary, but also so intriguing because nobody knows what really happens in that moment, man. Nobody can come back and tell us. You can only experience it yourself one time. That is so insane. Because when I think about life, there are so many things and experiences and things that you can do over and over again. And, like, things that are guaranteed to happen again. But, like, there's a last time. Well, that, that's a whole different thing. But for this specifically, that last moment there, that is one time. Your own experience. You can't tell anybody about it. No one's going to know. Alone. Yep. Except for God, yeah, you're alone. It's wild. So it's like, I don't know, man. It makes me. I know a lady at our church, Denise. Actually, yeah, and she's a big supporter of the show too. I know she's watching this, but she, uh, I hope think she's okay with this. You know, one of her jobs is she she helps hospice patients. She's <laughs> she's there when people pass on and able to give them love. And really cool lady, um, and uh, awesome, awesome. And and I think that's really special. But I've asked her questions. She probably thinks it's weird because it's such a surreal thing, you know. And she says that it's interesting. I know a few times she's told me, it's like, there are certain things that are common, you know, when people, it's just such an odd thing. So, anyway, last words. Um, but you know what? Let's spin that to a positive thing, man. Spin it around to, you know, living life and really living life. Are you actually living life? Not existing, mm-hmm. living it. Dude, that's, and that's what a... I'm going to talk about when it's my, which I don't, I'm not ready yet, but sort of that idea. Yeah. Because I, I've talked for the last two weeks about how I don't know how to fun, have fun. I told you guys my, my plan. Your plan. But anyway, that's good, man. Gosh, dude. Anything so, else going on? Um, well, even what you just said, I can interact with, like you're talking about the difference between existing and living. I think one thing that's hard for me, and I don't know if anybody else out there can relate to this, but sometimes I, I think I get so caught up in everything, sometimes I don't know if I know how to live. Yeah, I like I don't know, I don't know the difference between living and existing. Sometimes, you know, I think I've had moments where I become alive, and I can feel that, and I feel like, wow, this is I'm alive right now, 
And I think like those are like moments. It's like it's like lightning in a in a bottle. You know, you, you capture it and then you just let it slip. Yo, um, <laughs> got him. <laughs> but um, no, for real though. Like you know, those those feel like precious moments that just go. Like they come and go, and you capture it, and then that's it. Let it slip. <laughs> I can't. I know it's stuck in my head. You're now. literally rat. You're literally talking that song, speaking <laughs> it. Anyway, so it's just so odd, man. So like to interact with that dude, like it is. It is odd because I sometimes I I don't know if I'm honest. Like I don't fully know if I understand what living is, and that's like where Jesus comes in. Because I'm like, man, if I were to just follow Jesus, he says that I'm here to give you life and give it to the full, mm. and it's like. Man, how much do I actually trust that, or how much do I actually let myself think about what he what he's really saying to me? I don't know. So that's good stuff, man. It made me think. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's that's really everything. I can't think of anything else right now. So <laughs> but, nothing else, huh? Nothing else. But you said you had some stuff. Yeah. I'm not yeah, a good I'm, transition I'm living. guy, man. I'm, I've, I've, never, I've never been a good transition Hey, man, guy. you had some stuff you want to get or we just move on from this no. crap, Mike? <laughs> let me know either way. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, a couple things to update you on. The weight loss journey. If you, it's oh, funny. Yeah. I went back and I watched. This is actually, I wasn't meaning to a while ago, and I, I think I randomly clicked one of our, probably from this summer. One cool. of the ones I had hired to use that. And uh, I was talking about in there about how I'm just discouraged because I was going to lose weight and crap stuff. 17 pounds down. 17, baby. 17. My, pl- my plan, Lord willing, because I've been losing them up at least two a week. One week I lost four, weirdly. It's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I would be at 20, right, by next end of next week for sure. Congratulations, uh, maybe man. Maybe mid. And that's the, it, thank you, and I am proud of it, right? Um, but, one, it really made me realize how, because I've seen myself even 17 pounds down in, these, in, in pictures and stuff. I'm like, goodness gracious, I'm a big guy. <laughs> uh, and uh, it makes me realize how big I had gotten. But secondly, it's my, it is kind of crazy. So we, you know, I go to the gym a lot. Yeah. You guys are there. You think of a 20-pound dumbbell, right? And when I lose weight, I'm going to do this. Like, get lose weight. When I lose 20. And you hold a 20-pound dumbbell and then go try to walk on a treadmill and run. That's what I'm going to do. And I was literally running with that 20-pound dumbbell on me. That's, that's wild. I could grab about. a 15 now and say I was running with more of this. Isn't that crazy? I, it's interesting um, when you th- when you put it that way. Yeah. Man. So that's been that's been cool that, you know, uh, I've been on that. I don't know any of you guys out there listening on that journey, trying to get in shape or any of that. Let us know. I'd love to hear what you're doing and how you're doing it and all that kind of stuff. It's cool to see other nice. people's, like, plans and stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. counting calories. I follow uh, macros kind of on top of that. So, you know, I try to eat a certain amount of protein. Which I noticed the week that I lost the four, my protein was like spot on that week all week. Nice. I've been missing a lot of pro. Well, that was like, it's not nice. It was like a month and a half ago. And it's hard to hit that goal. So uh, that's what I do. I know some people do different things. And it's just crazy because I, I certainly wasn't eating on a daily basis as enough to have the weight that I was carrying two months ago. Because only two months ago. Two and a half. Gosh, that's two and a, No, two, yeah, two months and like a week. Dude, that's impressive that you've lost that much weight in that amount of time. It is. Thank you. And the other thing is just it's easier to lose when you have that much. But um, it's crazy because I wasn't – I didn't think I was eating as enough to – now, some of it was muscle because I was bigger muscle than I was in a while. But let's be real. It wasn't majority muscle. And um, 
But when you actually start counting calories, you're like, gosh, man, like it happens. It's easier than you think. I mean, because I've always worked out. It just makes you realize how much time you waste because you think it's too hopeless. So I was thinking about some friends of mine I have, you know, who, who have told me sometimes they're like, um, you know, there's no point because I'm here and it would, there's no way I'm going to lose all this. And I was thinking about it, one of my friends exactly uh, who I've met in the last couple of years. And I was like, man, honestly, though, it is possible. If you just lose two pounds a week, okay, just two, which isn't, you can lose two and a half safely. Lose two pounds a week. Let this sink in. Let's say you average that. All right, that's it. There's, on average, four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Four weeks a month. So that's, that is eight pounds um, a week. I mean, a month, right? Mm-hmm. So 12 times eight, you want to know? Six, one, 76, right? I think uh, so. I'm crazy, terrible with math. It's Me probably, too, man. I can't even mention math. That's why I had to use my fingers. I could do it, but I... I yeah, I'm 12, terrible. 12, 24, 36, 48, 50, 62... 74. 96. Eight. I'm terrible. It's 96. They're like, Todd, you're a dummy. Yeah, anyway. So it's 96. <laughs> if you did go, that sounds off too somehow. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> let's, let's make it, you know, you can lose 100 pounds in a year. In one year, you could lose 100 pounds, like safely. They say that safely. Wow. And that's without, you could lose, lose it quicker if you didn't care about losing muscle and, you know, you were with a, you know, watching a doctor and stuff. But like, a hundred pounds a year. It's a lot of weight, man. So someone who is sitting there that maybe they're really heavy, maybe they feel, you know, I'm let's let's say they're 350, right? In one year, you could go from 350 to 250. That's insane. Right. One year. That's not that long. Now, to make it even more exciting, right? In half a year, you're down 50 pounds in six months. That's significant change, man. Oh, it's huge. So then at 250, say, you, you know, you want to lose another 50 pounds. That's just a year and a half. You could be down 150 pounds. You could go from 350 to, to 200 in a year and a half. Dude. Isn't that wild to think And that's about? life-changing. Yeah, that's I mean, life-changing. Because that I've already noticed, like, my, some of my joints. We play ball. Like, I felt like I can jump higher. You guys just noticed it, too. It's just little things, you yep, know. And that's that's 20 pounds. Yeah. It's not even yeah, cuz I'm definitely going for more than that too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just kind of encourage some of you out there that cuz I can get really discouraged too and it is hard, you know, you don't you do have to watch what you eat and it's going to change some make some lifestyle changes, but it's you can do it. Especially oh, yeah. if you have the support. So anyway, there's one cool thing. Yeah, dude. The other thing. I like to use my hand to what what's happening? Fun turn. You did a confusing look. You're scaring me. He's telling me, go, go, go. Just go. <laughs> you, can, you have a mic. Never mind. It was unrelated. Unrelated. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I wish you guys could see my view sometimes because he looks like the command center for NASA. The command center for NASA. But, but like a hipster version. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, um, the other thing is he's right. So I told the guys, you guys, my friends, my pod squad. Pod squad. My book nook. Book nook. My... Rumble jumble. Rumble jumble. Whatever, my buddies. Buddies. You guys will know that I've been saying that I don't, one of the things I'm trying to do is like I don't know how to have fun. And I would love to tell you that I have succeeded. I have not. I've done nothing. <laughs> but this week, Monday. Monday. I have decided. Because here's the thing, man. If you called my friends, let's say high school, college friends, mm-hmm. you called them. There are some things that are still the same. I'm sure they would say Todd would... You know, was was a hothead at times, and Todd was stubborn and all that. But, 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 they would also say that dude was a blast. He was a fun guy, fun guy. 
right? He just grew on you. Dun dun. Anyway, fungus. He was fun. I'm serious. I was the fun guy. I was the guy that was like, hey, let's get together. Let's do. I would make things crazy fun. And somehow over the years, it's like when I became the more weight I took in leadership, the more I stepped into roles and. I became kind of hardened in the sense of like, well, you can't have fun because that's not what a mature, responsible man does, mm-hmm. right? Because that is kind of the pressure life puts on you. Yeah, dude. So even as you were talking, and that's why I brought this up, I'm like, I told you guys, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to start doing random fun things again. And you're like, what does that mean? I'm like, not entirely sure. I know it might mean going to the woods at midnight and walking around. Todd, adults don't do that. Why? Who said you can't? I'm still going to get up at the same time in the morning. I'm still yep. going to do my job. I'm going to take care of business, stuff like that. I'm going to watch a movie even while I say... You should be responsible. I'm going to go do things. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to try to do that. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. Yes. But this leads me, when you said this, to this earlier, it made me start thinking about living life, man. And as you were talking, I just realized how much, now you've probably all heard this before on social media, different motivational speakers, but it really just hit me. We let so much of our life be dictated by the opinions of others. It's true. But in a subtle way. The people aren't even specific, right? So like, hey, you're supposed to be, both of you guys have shared with me before, and I, I get it because I was there. You beat yourselves up because you're not here, and you're supposed to be here. This is what a person your age is supposed to be doing. Mm. This is how you know they're successful, yep. right? You have a 401k, all these things, right? And I'm not saying that clearly those things are wise, but my point is we think, so that's on big scale. On a small scale, day to day, well, I've got to look like I'm doing stuff. I got to earn it. I got to. I got to be. I can't just smile and laugh and have fun because adults don't do that. I've always got to be productive. Blah blah blah. And it's like, eh, you have to work. You have to yeah. take care of your business. What we mm-hmm. we call it. Absolutely. But I just, it just made me realize, man. I do. Maybe I can't speak for you. Is I live in a prison of what I think a man is supposed to be as far as fun and stuff. Like he has to be serious minded all the time. He's got to be right because. That's what I do. I'm just become a guy. I have brief moments of fun, you know, of being crazy and silly or whatever. But a lot of it's I'm very serious minded. And I just think of all these heavy things all the time. Hmm. Instead of thinking the heavy, joyful things, man, like enjoying moments. Because if that's true, life is so short. Right? And we know that. And you just said a minute ago that death is like this thing that won't come again. Right. And there'll be a time when we've had the last moment of everything. You'll have your last orange juice you'll have your last kiss you'll have your last laugh why would we why do we waste so much time focusing on this stuff and i'm at least me why do i waste so much time and it's not focused on everything i'm not doing that i need to do which is important but there has to be a way to do both there has to be you're right and this is my life right now and I just, no, man, but I don't want it to stay there. That's the, I want, I'm going to do something different. I want to do something different. I want to just start having fun. And that leads me to my conclusion. Yeah. So I think I told you guys back part of my testimony. What's well, a testimony if you're not a Christian? It's just my story, my life, man, and how I met Jesus and what he, what he did to change me. But I've said kind of multiple times I've had rough goes, but two times in my life, my life really, really crashed, maybe more than that, maybe three, but because of my own actions and then other people compound it, right? And they hurt you because they mm-hmm. think if you sin, then they're allowed to sin against you, stupid mm-hmm. stuff. When I was really, really depressed, and I was 100% depressed, dude. It was right after being suicidal because I had a period of time when I was doing that. When I was around 20. I read in a book. I don't remember which book. I'm pretty sure it was a book, or maybe I just came up with it. I don't remember. If you guys know the book, feel free to dr- drop the comment, you know. 
And it was, and I've told you guys about it. It's this idea of the yes challenge. So when someone comes and asks you to do something, right? Here's an example. How many times do you go, your mind goes, I would like to do that, but I need to do this, right? It oh, just happened. Hey, I'd love to hang out, but I've got to get this done. I'd love to hang out, but I should. That's another favorite phrase. You don't have to. I, I'd love to do this, but I shouldn't. Or there's no point. It won't be fun. All these things. So what I did, and I really did this, is the idea is you just start saying yes to everything. As long as it's not, like, unhealthy or sinful. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. like, if you come and go, hey, man, you want to go steak and shake? And it's 1130, and my mind would normally go, dude, I need to go to bed. Steak and shake, there's, like, they're all closed. But you get it, <laughs> right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I say yes. yes. Before I can even think about it. And I get in the car and I go. Because I did that. And saying the yes is what led me to the story I say where I met some crazy people that I got to share Jesus with, you know. My buddy Pete, yes. if he's on there, you know who that is. I'm not going to give him a funny nickname, Pete. I met him. I met all these things. I got the, and by the time I usually got to the destination or doing the thing, I was having fun or I at least wasn't lonely and I got to be around people. So if you come up and say, and it, it, it was tiring because sometimes you don't want to do it. Hey, do you want to watch this movie? Yes. So I'm going to do that. I have decided that I'm going to do that. I love it, man. And I'm it's going scary. to do that. For two weeks. Nice. So if you ask me something, which is going to be taking advantage of me, I'm sure, and it's something like that, I'm not going to be like, Todd, let's rob a bank. Yes. You know, let's yeah. kill someone. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but if it's like those kinds of things, hey, do you want to do this? You know, people, that's usually what they'll say. Hey, you want to come hang out? I'm going to go, yes. And just go for it. And I'm going to say it like that. Yes. Exactly like that. Yes. So anyway, I lost you guys halfway along there. But if you're in the space I am, it's going to speak to you. And I challenge you if you're, in a, if you're in down right now, if you're kind of discouraged and you feel like you don't have friends and you, you know, you're kind of lost and all those sorts of things, just as a tangible step, certainly you need Jesus. I don't need to tell you that. But say yes to stuff. It's good, Stop man. talking yourself out of doing it. Stop saying you're too sad. Just that go is, do it. That is, dude, you're speaking to me, man, for real, because that is like if anybody asks me anything, dude, I, I legit have like a, a panic attack almost. In my head. Yeah. Like an internal war within myself yeah. of like, well, you know, like it's, it's literally what you time. said. Yeah. If I don't time, well, what about this? And then I think people can even sense that on me. And then that's when I'm like, I'm not sure, man. I don't know. You know? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's. And I'm almost scared to say this because I've opened a door. Dude, it is. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Yeah. That is, it's a great challenge, but also I feel like it's scary. It is scary. Now, again, if for something happens and I literally can't, so for instance, if I have my daughter, you know, I'm watching. I can't go golfing, right? Uh, yes. In 30-degree weather with my... Yeah, nice. With Daisy. That's not going to happen. Right? No. Like, yeah, you can't do that. But so, it makes sense. And I, I do. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great challenge. It helped me, man. And it's cr- and like I, I want to start living life. I want to stop living in the past, and I want to make new memories that are the good old days now. That's so Because good. I will look back on this time. That's the crazy thing. You think you're old. Well, then you're going to look back at yourself and go, man, I didn't even realize how much life I had. That's so good. That's in every age, man. There's somebody that would wish they were your age. Oh, that's that, what's wild. That always gets me, man, every time. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I don't know if that's rambly for you guys. But I loved it. I, I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it. So, and I we challenge you, to, you to say yes. To things that are appropriate and fun, not to s- evil 
sinful, destructive things to yourself. But other than that, say yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Questions. All right. Number one, though you kind of answered this. Why hasn't AJ's three months of madness fundraising goals been updated with a $500 goal donation? It still says zero. So we actually released a graphic on Facebook, and maybe that's why you didn't see it, because we only put it on Facebook. So if you were looking on, like, Instagram or something like that, I'm sorry that you didn't see it. Uh, We are up to $430. Um, If it's an internal thing, I know there's been some issues just seeing numbers in general. There's, uh, you know, I got got my guy Austin. He takes a look at it it for me and – so we're, we're actually at $430. So I apologize that you haven't been able to see that. Um, if you could, if you want to actually respond to this and let me know where you were trying to see it, that'd be great so I can help out. Thank you. <laughs> this ad has been <laughs> sponsored by <laughs> As soon as I said thank you, I was like, that was weird. No, man, he's good. Uh, good politician. Uh, yes. Pick you're up. Vote for Noel. Uh, <laughs> my grandma stopped going to church when I was young because she felt – all they asked about was money. Is it important to be giving money to churches as a new person just starting? I actually feel you on this. So I was kind of raised, and I don't, remember, I don't remember distinct conversations, but I do remember the feeling of, like, churches just want your money. Mm. And so when I first became a Christian, um, so here's an example. When we first started this church that supports this show, I never asked or brought up offering ever. I was like, I'm just this hippie man, and we don't care about your money, and that's just <laughs> how it works. And then you realize, like, well, yeah, we want to feed people, but, like, you, you got to have money to buy the food and all these yeah. things. And, and also, P.S., it's a biblical principle that I was ignoring because – and the reason I ignored it is I thought that way, and I didn't want people to think that. I was trying to, like, take away their excuse. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> if you're a Christian – so when you say you're a new person, you're a Christian. You have accepted Christ. You are, yeah, you're called to give, okay? Now, why is that? Well, one, you can't serve God and money, Jesus said. You'll love one and hate the other, right, and serve one and not serve the other, et cetera. So money has a holdover. So I always like to ask people when they they ask these questions, like, why are you asking that? Mm. Is it really that I want, we want your money, the church wants your money, or is it that you don't want to give up your money? See the difference? So scripturally, um, it's, you know, 1 Corinthians 16, 2. There's no thing that says... You know, the word tithe meant 10%, and it actually was a little more than that. It's an Old Testament principle, okay, for Jesus. After Jesus came, there's no more direct amount that we're called to give or whatever. But there are two verses to keep in mind that very specifically mention that. I mean, then Jesus also speaks about it and talks about the old woman and the penny. I mean, there's, there's implication that we're to be givers, right? But 1 Corinthians 16.2 says that we are to give at the first of the week, right? He's, he tells us to give to the first of the week in accordance with our income, or ask so much as you can prosper, meaning doesn't want you to give all your money so you can't take care of your kids or can't pay your rent or can't eat, right? But you are to give. You are to give something. <clears throat> what is that amount? I don't know. That's between you and God, and that's something that you're, and even First Corinthians, um, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians 9, 7 says, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says um, each person must decide in his own mind and conscience how much to give because God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. And, you know, I, I read a comment one time in something I was reading, I don't remember that, essentially said, you know, giving is supposed to be a blessing and a joy. It should be something we're, we're joyful about doing as Christians. That's really So yeah. a lot of Christians out there 
um, you know, we don't, we're Americans. We don't like people telling us we have to do something, you know, telling us. I, I Here at our church, we don't tell you, if you're a member especially, we don't tell you that how much you're supposed to give, but you are called to give. Absolutely. You're accountable yeah. to that just like anything else. If you give a dollar and that's all you can give and that's what you feel like God is telling you to give, okay. We got to trust the Holy Spirit in that. The problem is we've had a lot of churches and shady religious leaders out there claiming the name of Christ that are driving billion-dollar jets and all those kinds of things, and it seems like all they're about is money, right, and taking advantage of older ladies and promising them healing rags and all the shady things that we've all seen on those channels, right? Yep. And we, and we become leery, and that makes sense. But you can't apply – you can't even take – 50, let's say there were 50 rotten apples, yeah. and then say that the whole barrel of a 1,000 is bad. And, um, and regardless, it's not even about what's done with the money, because at the end of the day, it's between us and God, and our, we're giving to Him. It's, good, it's a man. sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, is it important to be giving the money, money to a church? Yeah, it's important, but not for the reason you think. Mm-hmm. It's important because... God doesn't want money to have a hold over you either. Um, and, and the very fact that, and this is deep, I appreciate the question, but the very fact that you're questioning that shows that there's something inside of you that doesn't like the idea of giving your money to someone. That's good, man. Yeah. And, you know, your church, there's a lot of things. The worker's worth is wages. You know, pastors and ministry leaders, they deserve to be paid um, for their work. It's real work. Um, I know our church, we use a lot of tons, way more than 50% of our budget. To, to operate and do the ministries. And, you know, just last night we had a family stay in the church because their heat was shut off, yep. right? Uh, we've given thousands of dollars away to people. We have what's called a compassion fund if someone's in need, you know. As Christians, we, we tangibly are like, uh, I'm trying to think, I guess tangibly is the only thing I think of right now, but functionally what we're doing is taking that money too and we use it to bless other people. Mm. So, but that shouldn't matter because... You got to deal with that. So go take a look at 1 Corinthians 16, 2 and 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Go read about Jesus when he talks. Um, he's watching the old woman put the money in the offering box, right? And she puts a penny in. And he's got the Pharisees and all these religious hypocrites putting in, let's use our terminology, thousands of dollars. And he said, that woman's given more than all the rest of them because she gave out of what she didn't have. You know what I mean? She didn't just give up what was left. She gave, you know, from her heart. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely, man. So, That's so good. It's not about how much you give. It's about are you being obedient to God and giving something. Hmm. So one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, I know a guy who was giving $2.50, you know, even a month, a week, 50 cents, because he didn't have a job and he kept doing it. You know what else is cool? God has promised to take care of us. And that guy, this is a true story, lost job. He got a check in the mail from a letter. This is a, I will witness this. Excuse me. He lived with me at the time. And it was a long, this sounds like a movie, a long lost, like, great uncle mm-hmm. who said, who ironically was a pastor. Wow. Was, right? Very elderly. And he said, hi, so-and-so. I just felt led to send this to you. $1,000 check. You know what I mean? That's, come on, man. It's not a coincidence. And I'm not saying you give to get. I'm just saying God's going to take care of you. God is so right? good, man. Whatever way that looks like. And if not, he's got a plan. There, I hope it answered your question. <laughs> AJ, are you ready? I'm ready. Is it wrong for a Christian to watch a movie with a Ouija board? So a Ouija board, if, if you've never heard of one, is, is essentially a board 
that uh, you can essentially try to speak to what they would call spirits. Um, and is it wrong for a Christian to watch a movie with that? Um, this kind of, we've answered questions similar to this before about like entertainment and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think if it's causing you to stumble, uh, if it's making you question things, or if, you, if it's making you live in fear, I think you shouldn't watch it. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. It's kind of like I'll even use, like I made a quick note about even like Halloween, like how like some Christians celebrate Halloween, some don't. The Holy Spirit is going to convict you one way or the other. Um, I think that if you were watching a movie with a Ouija board and like you, you know, you, you get that, that Holy Spirit prompting that you shouldn't be watching it, then you shouldn't watch it. Um, if, if you don't feel that, then go ahead and watch it. You know, um, I just tread lightly, I suppose, you know, use, you know, the Holy Spirit is real. So, and I'll tell you what, Ouija boards are real and those aren't deceased relatives they're talking to. No, you know, I'm not saying every time something, those, those are demons. And you got to, that's real. Oh, the yeah. Bible tells us that. Our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, right? That <clears throat> our enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to, to devour. The enemy is real. Satan is real. Demons are real. <clears throat> They're out to destroy you, to make you live in fear. So I'll tell you this. I like thrillers and even, depends on what you call horror, right? Yeah. I don't like slasher ones because it does. I think it's vile. I think mm -hmm. that they've taken it farther and farther. And as a Christian, it really is hard for me to watch those. Oh, yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, it is. I mean, how can I how can I say I'm against that and then kind of revel in someone getting disemboweled or something? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just hard to see that. Uh, I don't feel right. And then, but I like other things because they're hard to figure out, you know, sometimes. And it's the, I like the twists. Oh, but, yeah. and you guys know this, there are some, this just came up actually for us. I don't remember what it was. We've watched like game playthroughs before because they're funny like people are uh, like horror games and yeah people playing those games because they're funny and there was a game that i know i have i think none of us have watched no Still. i haven't watched it did no. you watch it nope we didn't watch it because it felt wrong and yep. even though they put this weird warning they're probably trying to scare you and it just felt off. wrong man. Yep. it felt off and oh, like yeah. you got to be obedient to that stuff there's certain things that i don't watch because it's not even whether or not it affects you it's one, the Holy Spirit's telling me not to, but two, like you said, man, like tread lightly. That stuff's real, mm -hmm. and um, you I, don't know. I and think, we're not to mess with that stuff. Yeah, I think people don't take that call seriously. Like again, if it's if you're not being convicted of it, uh, I definitely caution people because I did go down the rabbit hole. Like I listened to podcasts about supernatural stuff. I I did all that. And I did that for a long time, and eventually I got to the point where I was like, this stuff is very real, and I opened a door that I can't close. Oof, yeah. This is this is something I never wanted to. I didn't want to open this door, uh -huh. and because I started listening to those podcasts, and I started getting in there, I was like, oh, well, there's a true crime thing to it because I'm a big true crime guy. Yeah. It, I still was exposed to things I never wanted to be exposed to. That's a good way to honestly, put it, honestly, once the door was open... I knew it was too, it was, it, it was this weird thing is like, I know I'm protected still because of Christ. I didn't doubt that ever, but I knew I had opened a door that he told me not to. And he's like, well, now you've cracked open the door. So now, you know, things you should have never known. Mm. You've listened to things, talking about things that honestly, you didn't need to know about. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you this for your own good. So you didn't need to look into this. You didn't need to know about this. You didn't need to know about this. So if you are convicted about this, which by you putting in the question means that you're most likely convicted about this. Don't watch that movie. Like uh, a lot about like what Todd says, I don't watch anything demonic. Yeah. Like I won't watch it. I won't watch any of that stuff. And that's just because I've been personally convicted about that. I don't like watching that stuff. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel very 
doesn't make me feel good. Makes me, I have a genuine like thing where I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Like this sure. is not this is not this. I'll and watch. You should horror. obey that if yep. the spirit tells you to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I'll watch horror. <laughs> I watch thrillers. I watch a lot of things. But if it involves demonic, I'm, I'm typically out. I, it's yeah. normally I'm like, okay, I'm good. This mm-hmm. is I'm I'm not I'm done with this. This is not something. I Well, like. we know that stuff's real. So whether or not it's being portrayed fictionally in the movie. It's hard sometimes when some of the stuff goes and and honestly, some of those movies are using oh, yeah. real occult stuff. I mean, they are to, to make it, and and it's just you got to be careful, like you said. I think both of you guys. I think that's it's great that you share that too, Clint, because that's a very specific thing you felt convicted not to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I wouldn't say you're sinning if you do, if you unless you're disobeying the spirit and it's telling yeah, you not yep. to, then you are sinning. Doesn't matter what we or don't do, but I'm with them. There's a le- there's a line, man, that like I can't watch certain things. Um, <laughs> now again, I'm not gonna sit here and be a hypocrite. I do watch horror movies, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like slasher, bloody, kill, you know that stuff. And I don't watch stuff like that that feels a little too real, you know, yeah. a, re- a little too literal sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't bother me because werewolves aren't roaming around. You know exactly. what I mean? Like. Yeah. But demonic stuff, man, the Ouija, mm-hmm. like, I just, it's so, yeah, plus it's the other weird, thing man. I think of is how many kids and people is it leading to actually use a, go use a Ouija board, which 100% oh, yeah. as Christians, we should not be doing. No. Because that is a cult and that mm-hmm. is, we are to stay away from that stuff. Yep. So that is. Anyway, definitely. It's, it's odd. Huh? It's yeah, exactly. Okay. I think you're up, my friend. That was good stuff. Thanks for sharing that, Clint. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. It says in the beginning of Genesis 18 that three men appeared to Abraham, and one of them, uh, one of them was the Lord. Who do you think were the other two, or were they angels? Pretty cool story, man. Um, these are called like a theophany. I think that's the word in the Old Testament. It's when we see God literally show up, and then some of them call like a, you know, proto gospel, or I can't remember, but proto gospel is the first thing in Genesis. Anyway, these appearances of the Lord, right, of Christ, and so, yeah, I believe it was the Lord. Um, we know that because it says that in the word and terminology. The other two were angels. I think we can, angels, there's my southern. You can see that. That's something else I want to bring up. I forgot to say during my personal thing. Um, they were angels. We see in, uh, so this is on Genesis 18. Well, in Genesis 19, it says, the two angels went to Sodom and Lot. Oh, there's so, your answer. Yeah, it was two angels. So good catch. Nice. I wanted to take a second. I was thinking about this. I, th- I talk about this a lot and kind of joking, but I was I meant I genuinely meant to, and I didn't write it down. Well, first off, is that all the questions? I think that's all the questions. Yeah. We want to get into some real news reviews, but I want to say this. Okay, see, so anyway, I'm so thankful for my southern family and my southern kind of roots. I really am. I don't talk about it a lot, but it's come up recently, and I'm just really blessed to be where I'm from. That my family's from there. Um, I don't know. I guess I just want to say that because sometimes I joke around about my southern accent and stuff, and it's funny because I'm up here in Indiana, and people do say that. They say, yeah. hey, you," and I'm like, if you talk to my my cousins and my aunts and even my mom, you're like, you, Todd doesn't have an accent comparatively. But I'm very proud of where I come from because just so many good people down there and so many good values that are still instilled in people mm. that I'm just being honest, they're not as important up here. Yeah. Um, as they are down there. And I never realized until lately is how much that has affected my character in a good way. Oh, yeah. Um, even before I knew Christ, like just these almost Christian values that aren't called Christian values, right, necessarily, but they're in, they're, they're instilled in you down there. And I just I meant to say that during my 
So sorry for the weird, abrupt change, but no, I'm very just awesome, very dude. thankful, dude, for where I'm from, from being from Appalachia. I'm from Eastern Kentucky, and uh, I love my family so much. You know, Southern family, at least my family, is the type that I have not seen some of them in, when I say this, I mean this, like 15, maybe more years, okay? I have, I think we looked this up, what was it, 30, 28 or 38 cousins. All right. Oh, you did? Did I tell you this? I looked no. This yeah, I have... I can't remember, it's 28 or 38, one of those two, I can't even add them up, like this is legitimate, 28 to 38 first cousins on one side. Wow. Uh, my mom's from a family of, I believe, 10, I have to count them all up, but she had an older brother that died when he was 18, the oldest, <clears throat> so he didn't get to have kids, but, so that's how it happens, you know, they yeah. all have two or three, four kids, and before yeah, you know it, yeah. I know I could call them today. And I need in need, and most of them would want to help me, and that's just like not common. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, because I think up here it'd be like, well, you haven't been in my life. Where are you? And it's like the idea of blood matters, you know. And I just I don't talk about that a lot, but I just want to say, you know, I'm really thankful for that, and that's something that's been coming up lately. That's really cool, and it's kind of weird. So you know, you guys, um, you know, my daughter who I love so much, uh, she's a year old, and Daisy, and. I think I was actually thinking about this, and maybe this is part of it, is just wanting her to have that. Like, I want her to know that part of her family. Mm. I want her to know that part of her culture, because it is a different culture. If you're going to call the inner city a different culture, I promise you Appalachia is a different culture. Yeah. And I want her to know that, and I want her to be proud of that and to have that in her, because there's a lot to be proud of. That's really cool, man. So uh, my grandpa, for instance, was a coal miner. I mean, he was a legitimate coal miner. Awesome. Um, yeah, dangerous work though. Man. And yeah, he got very. it affected him. You know, eventually he was on disability and stuff. Like he was a coal miner. I had an uncle that was a coal miner for a long Old. time. Um, so it's just it's a different place, man. So in case any of my cousins, I don't know if they watch anymore. My aunts, I know some of them used to watch. I just want to say, hey, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Tell my mama I said hi. Um, that's it. Nice. I love it, dude. Anyway. I appreciate you bringing it up. It's really cool. Yeah, I meant to say it earlier. So, we got some interesting articles. Oh, yes, we do. So, would you like to tell us some real news? Some real news and some real views. So, <laughs> this first one we have here, this is from ChristianPost.com. It's titled, Activist Pimps, Mom Blast School Board for Promoting Family-Friendly Halloween Drag Show. I'm sorry, can we stop for a second? This is such a serious, it's such a serious thing, and I mean this. And I had to explain why I laughed. Do you understand how you said that? <laughs> how you no, read that? No. I'm going to try to do it. Activist pimps. Mom blessed school board for promoting family friendly. You, you see that? Activist pimps. It's like you were like saying your, like, the name of your band. Yo, we're activist pimps. Mom blast school board. <laughs> anyway, Gosh, that is the title of the article. That's, activist that's pimps. Mom blast school board for promoting family friendly Halloween drag show. I only laugh because of the way he said it. Yep. So this is, this, by the way, all jokes aside, yeah. this is crazy. Oh, it's insane. Absolutely, it's insane. Um, so you have uh, parents are currently rallying behind a mother. There was a mother who was blasting Southern California School District for its plans to host a, quote, family-friendly Halloween drag show, which she said amounts to, quote, pimping out her kids in an, in an already, quote, hypersexualized culture. Mm. Um you know, she claims that uh, she's a, uh, she went to a, a school board meeting 
district school board meeting in, in San, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego County. And uh, yeah. she's accusing them of acting as groomers and activist pimps for the, quote, boo bash drag queen show that's planned for Saturday before Halloween. Right, pause real quick. So this is a school yes. district that is hosting what they call, quote, a family-friendly, end quote, Halloween drag show. Yes. Okay. And they're encouraging students and people to bring their families to this. And then, from what I'm gathering, she actually saw, this is like what was a part of it, right? What this next part is. And yes. I think this is wild. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say it. Okay. Do you want to read that part? Oh, sure. Yeah, so. So yeah this, is a quote from, this is a quote from her, right? Yeah. Um, it says, what is it about grown man costume in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out and wearing a miniskirt barely covering his twerking butt with duct tape out on his front while spreading his fishnetted legs as he ri- ri- uh, writhes on the ground, grinding his groin next to a minor, family friendly, she asks the board. She so that's family a, that's friendly? A, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a quote. Apparently that's what literally happened. You know, at, this, at, other, at, at other times that this has happened, which mm-hmm. is just wild. Oh, yeah. And uh, says that the drag queen show was sponsored by a local San Francisco gender reassignment surgery center in collaboration with a popular gay nightclub. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, she said, while we have a culture that has a huge problem with child porn and with sex trafficking, Encinitas Union School District in California made the decision to feature an event to sexualize young children, end quote, she wrote. Oh, man. And uh, what, what's wild about this is... Uh, the elected San Diego supervisor. So she is a part. Uh, her name's uh, Tara Lawson. Re- Sorry, real quick. I don't want to say this because this real. I apologize, but this is where the activist pimp part came from. She went on further. She told the board, "Quote: You all played the activist pimp for a line surgical center. That's the gender reassignment place, and for a twenty-one plus gay bar. It makes you groomers and activist pimps, and we won't have those sitting on a school board." That oversees the education of our children. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and that's I'm great. You brought that up. I, was, yeah. I missed that part. Um, so then, the elected San Diego supervisor Tara Lawson Raymer criticized the parents, saying on Twitter that they should quote be ashamed of themselves for pushing hate and intolerance on all of us. She also said she'd be taking her three year old to the event. So this is what I can't stand about our culture. Okay, first before we even get into like that last statement, she made sure I'm taking my three year old. That's absolutely ridiculous. But somehow it's pushing hate and intolerance to say that we shouldn't have a highly sexualized show promoted in our school systems. You get what I'm saying? If you don't agree with people, if you don't agree with them, you are a hater. And you said it. Hypocritical because they don't think they're hating us. Mm -hmm. I mean, us meaning people that maybe our our values stand against this. That is what I cannot stand that our media is even strengthening is this idea that if you don't agree with it, that means we hate them. Yep. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, man. And she pulled her kids out of the district as well. Yes. Uh, her and I think several other parents uh, pulled their oh, kids okay. out of this district. Um, let's see here. She said, our message is very clear. We don't want strip shows. We don't want drag shows. And definitely not sent out inviting the parents and kids in our district. How is that hateful? Mm-hmm. There's no part about saying hate, nothing. You know the funny thing about this? I'll, I'll bring this up real fast because I talked about this last night. I actually talked about this. And, and, and you know, it's a trending topic on top of this whole sure. article. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a trending on, there's about five different things on this. So you want to know the sad part about this. Nothing about this is hateful. In fact, they bring up the fact that this is essentially just allowing groomers and, and all of this, whatever this is, 
all these people, you're having a grown man twerk in front of your child, which in any other years of society, that man would have been lynched. Or he would have been attacked, or he would have went to jail. Mm-hmm. And these are the three options in the, any decade that we would have went through. Depending on where he was at in the country, that's what that would have happened to that man. And I, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I'm not saying it was right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, well, we, it wasn't. Yeah, go on. Besides if he was actually grooming, then going sure, to jail, sure. then obviously breaks the law. But this whole thing is, there's nothing hateful about this. In fact, this is almost a preemptive that's, that's a good way to stopping something that could happen in, that is terrible. Oh, yeah. You want to know, know the most common thing. So I am into, in, super into true crime. Super into true crime. I, I've studied mm-hmm. a lot of this. I, I could go into ridiculous amounts of things that I find very interesting about all of it, about researching psychology, whatever it is. What this mother is doing is right. You shouldn't allow grown men, grown women, whatever they want to call themselves. This is outside of a Christian opinion. You should sure. not allow them around your children to do a hypersexualized show because you are just allowing pedophiles to be around your children. So, I'm not saying that's everybody there, but it sure in the heck could be. Oh, you it could, could be. It's like setting that culture. Well, I mean, yeah, you go, and it's 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 saying that it's saying that children, it is sexualizing because it's making it normal. For a child, yeah, exactly. right, it's and then how wrong. can that that and in a way, what they're saying is that in a way grooms them because it gets them used to that, mm-hmm. right before their timing. Oh yeah, and uh, and and I think you're right, man. And I think it's it's just it's unbelievable because that one that this even happens, and it sounds like a bunch of parents, kind of how it ended. They did take the flyer down and said that it wasn't, mm-hmm. um, it didn't follow their procedures. I think right, yeah, and um. Etc. And then she said at the end, this is coming, quote, this isn't an isolated incident, quote, this is coming to every school across the nation, she said, adding that, quote, we're not going to play by the rules and we're supposed to be afraid that we're going to be punished if we don't speak up now. Mm-hmm. That's true. Canceled, whatever. Yep. It, yeah, uh, I think that lady's response, this is my opinion, the one who said I'm going to take my three-year-old, she, she is literally expecting to be applauded for that. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. This is, and let me tell you what has happened here. Kids, and it started with our generation, and it's, and it's been even worse with the next. We have been groomed. We have been manipulated into believing that if we don't go along with this system, this hypersexualized, this what they call inclusive, mm-hmm. right? It's, I mean, that's what they call. Because inclusive means they, we have to let those communities do whatever they want. And if we don't let them do whatever they want, we're not loving them. You understand? That's what exactly. they're telling us. And that woman, we have been brainwashed to think that. Like, a lot of people to go, yeah. yep, that's right. I can't say anything because, man, if I if I criticize that community at all, you know, LGBTQ, whatever community at all, then I hate them. Yep. And that's not true. It's not true at all. And it's But that is how we've been brainwashed. And it's like, yeah, the way the loving people is like, it's just, it's so surreal to me. It's surreal to me. The most disturbing part of this was that school board lady saying, this is hate and intolerance, and then saying after it, like she wants a cookie, I'm going to be taking my three-year-old to it. All that makes me do is look at you and go, that is disgusting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, exactly. it just is. So it's yep. just wild, man. We live in t- crazy times. And oh, it's insane, man. People don't think about culture in a, as a whole. They just don't. They, don't. they think that they live in a vacuum, and they just do whatever they want. It doesn't, like, lead. one thing leads to another thing, it leads to another thing. They don't think that way. 
You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's just wild. So. No, yeah, you that's exactly what it is. Everybody's there's a large group of people I believe are living in a complete delusion mm. because they don't want to see how it's affecting the outside world to what they're True. doing. You don't True. see the damage you're causing. It's what is happening here? Dare I say? Now, you can correct me because I I I don't care if I make people mad. Um <laughs> This is a, on the level, the, the insanity that has happened with this and the delusion and, and the craziness in some ways of just that we can't argue, we can't talk, we can't disagree, we can't do anything is on the level of the Salem witch trials. It really is. I, I don't think you're, I don't think those that, women, I mean, I think yeah, you're making a point, yeah. Exactly. It's the same thing. The women couldn't, dare, the women couldn't argue, oh, Betty Sue, Betty Sue's a witch. <laughs> the only way she she, we know sing. she is, and we'll put a rock around her, and if, if she sinks, she was... She was not a witch. Exactly. We're <laughs> if not she that dies, far away. she That's wasn't just a witch. What That's what they thought. Exactly. If she floats somehow, she's like that's she's a witch. Yep. Anyway. And if you argue you're a witch, because yeah. then why would you Clearly, you're hiding something. Yep. Let me let me let me ask you this. Could I go to that same school district mm-hmm. and and say, come on out to our strip show? Burlesque show with actual women. It's family friendly. Come on. Could I do that? Would that be considered family friendly to them? I don't know anymore. The mess. No, the answer is no, dude. I guarantee they'd be like, no, I'm not. That same lady probably would be like, I'm not letting my kids go to it. But somehow, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's drag, homosexual culture, whatever, then that means it is. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. So exactly. one, one is sexualized and one isn't. And I just I don't get it. One is given free pass, and one is is this is taboo. Yeah, yeah. And and it's 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 directly it's insanity. It's insanity. It's literally saying, it's this is this is almost to the level of just you're hating on a group of people, which is also what happened. But it's it's a, it's an actual. It's so crazy because it's a weird. I don't even know how to put it. It's it's like, oh. if you took what happened in Nazi Germany. But then you expanded it to not an actual group of people, but a demographic instead. That's true. And, and we're and headed towards that angle of yeah. what happened in Nazi And we're not saying that, yeah, we're, we're we have it as bad is. and we're putting no. gas chambers. But the point you're trying to make is, is that those kinds of things start, start somewhere, right? And you couldn't exactly. speak against you couldn't speak against it, yep. an ideology. And I think that's true. And to make it clear to everybody out there, I would be saying the same thing if this article was about a strip club show they were inviting, just with women. Okay, oh, yeah. same it's, thing. it's the same point. Yes, absolutely. Same insanity. And, but it is interesting that one gets a pass and one wouldn't. Yeah, it's a good way to And that it. I hate them if I don't agree. That's just ins- that, that's so crazy. To me. Oh yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um. So desperate. Next article. By the way, that article is from the Christian Post. This next article is from the Washington Post. You can check this out. Headline is desperate pleas and smuggled pills. A covert abortion network rises after Roe. Mm-hmm. Amid legal and medical risks, a growing army of activists is funneling pills from Mexico into states that have banned abortion. Would you like to tell us what this is all about? So it starts with a story um, about a girl named Monica and how uh, she's 25 years old and essentially, you know, she's pregnant. And, uh, you know, she, she was panicking because she didn't want to have this kid, but her state had banned abortion. So she got on to Reddit, and she just posted about it. Hey, I need help. You know, I, I don't want this kid. I, I'm, you know, I'm not in a place financially, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
and she got in uh she got a message from from somebody that was like you know kind of like an anonymous uh account and they said hey you know give me your address information i can get you an abortion pill for free asap yep asap yep and so she goes okay uh, you know she's nervous but she says okay and that kind of leads into the the introduction of there has been a a formed network of that has many levels here of essentially uh, an underground uh, abortion pill network that you, they're spreading into the states from Mexico. That's just the beginning. That's unbelievable. And it, it says, it described a pipeline that typically begins in Mexico where mm-hmm. activist suppliers funded largely by private donors secure pills for free as in-kind donations or from international pharmacies for as little as 150 a dose. U.S. volunteers then receive the pills through the mail after relying on legal experts to help minimize their risk. This is why he said this is an actual network. Yes. Before sh- distributing them to pregnant women in need. The system could end upend Republican plans for a post-Roe America. Despite the strict abortion bans that have taken effect in over a dozen states, some anti-abortion leaders fear that the flow of abortion pills could help make abortion more accessible than it was before Roe fell. Las Libres, one of several Mexican groups at the center of the network, says its organizational its organization alone is on track to help terminate approximately 20,000 pregnancies this year in the United States. What an interesting choice of words. Mm-hmm. Terminate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's definitely mm-hmm. a, uh, in, yeah, you know what they're trying to avoid. Yeah, but what's that word mean? Kill, end, you yeah, know? Eliminate. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Sure. Take care of the problem. Anyway, this, it says that amounts to about 20% of all legal abortions that, that took place in 2019 in the 13 states where abortion is now almost entirely banned. Um, soon there will come a moment when we won't be able to count any of this, said Veronica Cruz, Sanchez, director of Los Libres, adding that the group works with a U.S.-based volunteer network that numbers about 250 and is growing, growing, growing. Um, the leader of another Mexico-based group that supplies pills, Red Necesito Abortar, said the vo- elaborate volunteer structure was like, quote, was, quote, like a spider web. Once we get the pills in the U.S., they can distribute them across the whole country, said Sandra Cardona Alanis, the group's founder. Hmm. Which, which, by the way, the way they're doing this, fun, fun fact, is how drug dealers do their yeah. stuff. Because I recently this guy's gone viral. They did an interview with a guy who was a former drug dealer, went to jail, all this stuff, and he broke down everything that he did. He just put it out there. And he said, we used to literally ship cocaine. We used to everything like that easy. Because, yeah, the mailing facility, they, they can't track it all. They can't come. They can't get them all. They can't get all the packages, and even if you do, you lose some product, you can just resend it to the person. It is what it is. They're doing the same thing as the drug as the drug dealers. Also, here's the other thing. Where are they getting the abortion pills? From the... Because they're in Mexico. Who, who, yeah. like, if we're honest, at the end of the day, who runs Mexico? The cartels. Yeah. Which, this could get yeah. very bad, and they even bring it up in the article that they're worried... Not even that it's going to be more that eventually the pills that they get will not be abortion pills. They'll be fake pills or they'll yeah. be, well, I mean, they'll be laced pills. They'll mm-hmm. be all that. And I'm like, yeah. well, 100%. Somebody's going to want to turn a profit at some point, especially mm-hmm. when it's this big. Oh, they're going to want to shoot, turn a huge profit. I think it's uh, there's a quote here towards the end where I'm trying to see who this is. It says this. Uh, a nurse, actually who is working with Las Libres, because there's nurses, actual medical nurses that are on the DL helping this stuff. Mm. But the nurse in her late 20s thought about the lawmakers, blah, blah, blah. 
And she said, quote, I want those politicians to feel powerless, the nurse said of her decision to join the ranks of the illegal abortion movement. I want them to feel the same way my patients feel. She mailed her second set of pills the next day. <clears throat> so this is tough, man, and this is what I mean. I, uh, <clears throat> I do, and this is another example of what modern culture tries to make you do. They try to say that if you're against this abortion, that you don't care about the mother. And I 100% empathize with a 16-year-old, even a 25-year-old, doesn't matter, Yeah, who's scared, who doesn't know what to do. Um, even in my situation, and I wasn't <clears throat> that situation, you know, having a child is scary. Oh, yeah. It is. It's scary right before you do. But I'm telling you, people are making decisions based on not viewing this as a person. And one of the greatest blessings in my life, and you guys know this is true off camera, I say this, is is Daisy. Yes. And the idea that had, you know, everybody has thoughts that run through your head, you know. And again, my situation isn't like theirs. I get it. It isn't desperate. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like theirs. But I'm just saying everyone has those little fears that come. Oh, yeah. If you lived out of those fears, you can miss the greatest blessing in your life. And that's on beside the point that even scientists know, and I just read this somewhere. I wish I had it in front of me. You can Google it. Have admitted, at least many of them, non-Christians, that life begins right at conception. And you've got to face what you're doing here. Mm. Um, and it's sad. It's really sad because um, mo if you are thinking about the mother, the emotional consequences of this for a lot of them is, is devastating. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm a huge proponent of helping these people, you know. You even know we've had ideas. I've had some ideas at the church on how we can step into this area. We actually support an organization financially here in our community that provides resources for mothers, right? For single mothers, mothers that are struggling. That's a big, and we're going to continue to support them. Absolutely, man. Um, it's awesome. To, to help those mothers who have the child, to give them the support they need. But we've been thinking and dreaming about ways to take it farther because a lot of times some of them are desperate and they're like, they don't have anyone, right? That's the whole mm -hmm. idea. How can we as the church, as Christians, step inside those situations and say, hey, you have someone in your back. You have someone that's going to answer those questions at 2 in the morning. You have someone that's going to help you figure this all out, whether it's adoption or whether you want to keep the child, right? There's, we can, it can happen. It can, you can make this work. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I think a lot of those women feel like the only options are go through this alone with no support. Let's say some of them. Some of them are just irresponsible people that think they can, you know, whatever. But some of them are are in bad situations, and yeah. they and those are the ones you feel for because they go in their mind they think maybe they're they're not safe maybe they are but their mind's just thinking do I take this when I'm completely alone maybe I, she's 16 and the guy the dad ran off and she doesn't have family you know that's real stuff so it's either I have this child I'm in a, I'm barely eating myself so do I have this child or do I quote terminate it and those are my only two options and that's not true what mm -hmm. if we you know there was another way for them to be supported. And to be encouraged. And, yeah. you know, we shouldn't just sit here and say, stop abortions, which they should. And I'm not, you guys know that, my stance on that. I mean, you have to be. I think any Christian that says they stand for abortion, I can't understand that. You know, it yeah. doesn't mean you haven't had thoughts of that. It doesn't mean any of that. I'm just saying, when you sit and think about it, how can you be okay with that? Mm -hmm. But I also believe that Christians need to stop 
viewing them as the enemy and understand there are women in there that we need to step into those hopeless situations and provide the hope that, of Christ in that somehow, you know, and I don't know what that looks like, but I think it'd be cool, right? If there yeah, was, does that make sense? Like if there's oh, yeah, some yeah. way that we step aside those people, because well, that, that is a p- portion of it. That's church, man. You know? Yeah. That's, that's so good. That's what we're called to do anyways. Yeah. Like it's in the Bible. We're supposed to come alongside those people. Yeah, people make mistakes. People have done these things. They may have been irresponsible up to this point. But when you're scared and you're alone, you do desperate things to survive. Absolutely. You're a cornered animal <clears throat> at that point. When we go down to the basic basic thought processes of humans, mm-hmm. we, we still are animalistic in a lot of ways. And we're pack animals. So when we feel alone, we start doing desperate things to be able to be a part of things around. We're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of all these things. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do all these things. And that's just... It it sucks, but if we can't, we're called to step beside those people and love right. on those people and tell them, you don't know what this is going to be scary. I, I'm not going to lie to you, but we will get through this. There's yeah. an, there's another side to this. But I think it's just crazy, man, that, that what's happening. That and they think they're heroes. These people here. Oh yes, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's unbelievable. It's unreal. So oh, I think it's another example of being told we're evil if we don't support this. Very much so. So it's a weird, it's a weird narrative, man. They're gonna say, "Come a time when they say good is evil and evil is good," you know, and all that paraphrasing. Oh, yeah. But it's, it, it's it's yeah, it's the narrative is odd right now, very odd. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to go ahead. Sorry, real quick. These women are also del- delusional because if this becomes a big enough problem and people start dying, mm-hmm. this will be. If they can track down drug dealers, yeah. As he, in fact, actually. I'll, I'll let you know right now. If one of you is listening and you're angry about this, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You can find this guy online. He talks about it. He was a big-time drug dealer. He said, no matter what you do, you will get caught. He said, if you're drug dealing, if you're doing anything in that thing, if you're moving product, if you're doing things that are illegal or giving a substance that is illegal or doing anything like that, which this would be illegal in those states and it is a substance, the government has too much stuff behind them you will get caught you are in a delusion right now and if you're gonna get caught this is another thing she the the people in the article that said this that think they're heroes they're gonna get caught and it's just sad that we're gonna see craziness happen before then yeah it's got a lot of prayer man for this country absolutely um our last article comes from cbn.com it says, pastors reveal troubled U.S. economy is having a negative impact on church churches. AJ, you want to take over from there? Yes, sir. So, essentially, um, they've made, they, they did another, this is a uh, survey. Lifeway um, Research. Yeah, Lifeway Research study. It says, uh, a Lifeway Research study of U.S. Uh, Protestant pastors found that 52% say that the current economy is having a negative impact on their ability to operate. Um, for 40% of the economic circumstances aren't having any effect. Uh, fewer than 1 in 10 pastors, 7% say the current economy is a positive factor, which is crazy. I'm like, wow. So, I was surprised to even see a, a number there. But um, one thing that kind of jumped out to me uh, was that uh, just last year on half of the pastors pulled 49% so the economy was having, was having no impact. So within j- just a year, we're seeing that a jump from 49% said no impact to 52% saying negative impact. Yeah. That's insane. Um, oh, sorry about that, folks. Just punched you. <laughs> yeah. I think one cool little positive, and this is down at the bottom here, it says 
Despite their negative financial outlook, most pastors report their congregations have continued to give regularly. Dude, I yes, what I a faithful that. thing, man. What a cool thing. Agreed. Um, let's see here. What else? There's a, a lot of this is just numbers. A lot of numbers. Yeah. So um, they're saying that ones that are really being hit are the smaller churches. Yes. And that would be churches of fifty or fewer, um, because you know as prices rise, there's fewer people to spread that cost. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting it's also kind of cool and then talks about how some of the churches are trying to be a light during these hard economic times yes man these are really cool so it mentions a uh in louisiana there's a church that did its part the lone wall worship center and we don't know anything about that it's just the name and monroe louisiana offered communion prayer and 25 dollars worth of free gas to the first 200 drivers who came in the church parking lot and this one's wild this next one and last February, the United Church of Christ, which I don't know anything about them, UCC, mm-hmm. gave peace of mind to people across the country by paying off more than $100 million in medical debt. Wow. So this Cleveland, Ohio-based denomination had announced it, sent, it canceled $33 million of patient debt in just Oklahoma, or in the Buckeye State, bringing the total of debt canceled by the church in a two-year period to $104 million. That's insane. Is that not crazy? Oh, it's awesome, man. What a cool, tangible way, you know? Oh, to help people out. Yeah, and then there's another one that paid off medical debt for 782 families in New Mexico, parts of Arizona, and they were able to save $15,000 to pay off the debt. I don't know if this parish has ever funded a program with such great impact. We were able to do it every week because we set aside 10% of our donations to the church for outreach, blah, blah, blah. Providing prioritizing service to others is gospel imperative, says Catherine Voland. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's definitely like in the midst of that. Yeah, in the midst of hard times, it's cool to see the church or the capital C doing what they're you know they're, yeah. they're trying to be a light. Be it's a really light, encouraging, yeah. um, and it was encouraging to see that um, you know that most churches reported that the giving was still regular, you know, and that just you know to me it's a cool reminder you know to anybody listening that is a Christian that goes to a church and you're a member you know keep giving you know, um, you know it's it's biblical it's biblical and mm-hmm. you know just. You don't know how how far your giving goes to help, you know. Yeah, and I uh, I think in case you're wondering how those two things go together, so how are they saying it's having a negative 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 a negative financial impact yet still people are giving? Well, the economy people don't have as much to give, so they're giving, but their giving's going down. They're giving regularly, which is awesome and faithful, right? And that's that's all you can ask people to do, but it's making it harder for these churches to function. Yes. If if the individual members of the body are struggling financially, then certainly the church itself, you know, is going to. So yes, crazy times we live in, guys. Mm-hmm. Crazy times. And there's, but anyway, those are your real news, real views for today. Hey, make sure you're aware of what's going on in this world, in this country. Um, that's just scratching the surface. Um, there are resources out there to find out what's going on. It's good, and even better ones than that that are sort of neutral. Anyway, I think that's the end of the show. Great show today, guys. Oh, I loved it, man. So, I want to give you the opportunity. Anything you want to say, AJ? Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. Love you all so much. Uh, You guys are the reason why we do the show. Mm -hmm. So, keep on sharing. Keep on commenting. Keep on liking the video. Uh, Put a little blurb at the top when you share it as to why you're watching it so other people will watch it. At the end of the day, this is here for not only you guys, but for people who need to know Jesus. So, you you guys are just as big a part of this ministry as we are. Thank you guys so much for your faithfulness, and I love you. Fun turn. All righty, uh, yeah, you came here, we're happy you came here, we're, 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 we're really happy you're here. If you like the show, we just ask you to leave a five-star review. We, it really helps us on the business end of things. You, 
We just need to get out there more. Hey, you know what? You know what I mean? Yeah, we need to just put a review. Put your favorite Italian a dish. Canadian guy yeah. to join in. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> put your favorite Canadian dish. This Apparently, yeah, you know. Hey, you got poutine. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? We are. <laughs> I don't know what's hey, going on over here. Anyway. Anyways, you just leave your favorite Italian, your favorite Canadian dish, your favorite thing down there, or you can leave us a heartfelt message. It'll hey, touch our hearts, hearts over here. maybe even touch our tear ducts. We appreciate you. If you don't like this, if you didn't like this, you know what? Do what your mama said. Keep it to yourself. Get the stepping. We were glad you showed up. Jesus still loves you. Hey, Have a good day. Thank you. But otherwise, you don't need to leave nothing. You, you can just go on down the road. You can just keep walking, keep stepping. Have go a to cannoli, a whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Have a cannoli. Have a cannoli. Yell at a cup of coffee. I don't know. Yell at some guy walking down the street. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Just don't. We don't need it. You don't. You don't need to put a one star. Review. You don't need to do it. You can just keep walking. Anyways. Hey, I appreciate this, been, uh, this guy. It's all right over here. Hey, for goodness sake, over here, this guy wants you to help him out. Help the man out. All right. Yeah. Anyway, from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Anyway. Appreciate you guys, and like he said, please do re- leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. I know, I know some of you haven't done that. Please, right now, take a, take a chance. Take a moment to love, spread the good news. Social media needs it, right? Hashtag social media needs it. They need positivity. Give us a five-star review, hopefully. Um, give us a review if you enjoyed the show. Other than that, hey, keep sending those questions in. Keep being a part of the conversation. Have these kind of real talks with your community, your family and friends, and we want you to know one thing. Jesus loves you. You're never too far gone um, for him to bring you home. You just got to put your faith in him and trust him and walk. I hope you guys have a great day. God loves you, and God bless. Hey.